0: Welcome back to another episode of 5 a.m. Theology. So, Chris, a benefit of reading chronologically is we're not hit with all 150 Psalms in a row, like when we read Genesis to Revelation. The Psalms are put in their appropriate place, like the Psalm of Moses is after Moses, and David, who wrote a third of the Psalms, are after David. And that's where we find ourselves today. We're at Psalm 12, which is the Psalm of David, And it's titled, The Faithful Have Vanished. And I'll read it. It's pretty short. It's only eight verses. It says, save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say with our tongue, we will prevail. Our lips are with us. Who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side, the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among the children of man. And that last verse in the amplified version, because it really puts it out, says, The wicked strut about in pompous self-importance on every side, as vileness is exalted and baseness is prized among the sons of men. Well,
1: I don't know if you noticed when you said Psalm 12, I started laughing after you read the introduction to it, which is the faithful have vanished, because obviously my brain just skipped right over that. And when I was reading this Psalm through this year and I got to the end, I thought, well, that describes the world today. And it does. And it does. No doubt about it. And then I realized that the beginning started out talking about the godly and the faithful. So I had to take another look because this psalm seems to be more about many of God's people becoming conformed to the world. And I didn't see that at first. So we know from Israel's history that that's how it was. They broke the covenant over and over again. In Jesus's time, the religious leaders were faithless to the word. They weren't following God and they were following the traditions of men, as Mark 7 tells us. They fit the words of verses two through four of this psalm, and they were plundering the poor and needy.
0: Yeah. And even among the godly, you could say this definitely applies today that they're conforming to the world. We're seeing that at a rampant pace. And I always think, Chris, when I see this kind of stuff of Nehemiah when he went back to Jerusalem after the exile, And he just lambasted the Israelites who were basically loan sharks to their people. And the Israelites were going into slavery because they couldn't pay the ridiculous interest rates they were being charged by their own people. Yep. And it wasn't just in the Jewish line that there was issues. Like we said, it applies today. And Jesus called the Jews in his day a wicked and faithless generation because they were demanding signs from him. They wanted signs that he was actually the Messiah. And even among his own apostles, there were issues. One of them betrayed him. One denied him. All of them fled, except for Peter. And after his death, some doubted he was the Redeemer. And one of them couldn't believe he had risen until he had put his fingers in his wounds and in his side.
1: Absolutely. Doubting Thomas. That's why we call him doubting thomas (laughs) and that psalm is so applicable today too. first timothy 4 1 says now the spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons rose when the church becomes conformed to the world it's time to do what david did in this psalm and that is call on god fervently in prayer
0: absolutely like the verse in First Timothy says, there's going to be a time of apostasy. People falling away from the faith. People who are in church with us throughout the world that fall away because of sin and they never return to God. They never repent of their sin. There are whole churches following the world instead of the word. My gosh, there's a bunch of pages that we follow. One is uh, reformed biblical teaching and they're always putting up posts of churches. Bethel seems to be a favorite of theirs, but they're always putting churches up that are conforming to the world and not the word. I saw some horrendous stuff just this week from Justin Peters about, yes. about Bethel church. It's unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Get away from Bethel church, from their teaching, from their music, from everything. Yes. Second Peter two twenty to 22 has a warning for those who claim to be Christians, but might not actually be saved. And we did talk about this with Tom Askell on this week's episode of No Trash, Just Truth. But here's what Second Peter says. It says, For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the Holy Communion delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit and the sow, after washing herself, returns to the wallow of the mire. And Chris, doesn't that just ring of Jesus's parable about the person cleans up their house, you know, the demons get expelled. The person cleans up themselves and then the demons come back, find it swept in an order. And it's worse than the first time. Yeah.
1: More demons come in. It's exactly what that parable is talking about. And it's backed up again in Hebrews six verses four to eight, which says for it's impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless, near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. It was like I said at the beginning, when I first got to this psalm this year, I read through it and was really thinking about the unsaved. And these people are unsaved, but they're in church and it's time for them to repent if they haven't truly done it. Because I realized, like I said, that David was actually talking about a time when most of the godly looked just like the world. And like I said, what does he do? He prays fervently for God to intervene. And I just see that so much right now, like it's needed so much right now.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important what you said, Chris, that the people who who fall away and never repent and come back were never saved. But yeah, we need to pray. Pray fervently like David. That's a great recipe. And that's a good place to end for today. Have a blessed morning, everyone.